Hello and welcome to Critically Speaking. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and we're talking again with Jim Hammer, author of the book, Victory Over a Critical Spirit. Welcome, Jim. Thank you, Cindy, and it's great to be here with you. Jim, we've been talking about many things about a critical spirit. We've been talking about how they affect us, how they affect other people, our families, and our children. And I'm just wondering, are you available to go and speak and do seminars on this particular subject of victory over a critical spirit? Yes, I am. I've done numerous uh, venues in different areas. Wonderful. So you've spoke to different churches. You're available for retreats, camp meetings, and various, various venues like that. That's correct. Well, I'm a firm believer that the more people can hear this topic discussed, I believe it's going to completely help us to be better Christians. It's going to enrich our lives, and it's just going to be a blessing when we can come together and gain victory over this issue of a critical spirit. Yes. Praise God. Well, Jim, we need to jump into our program today, and I want to discuss another issue about a critical spirit. You mention in your book that there is a, a particular group of people that that tends to be the recipient of the critical spirit. So can you share with us today some other people who tend to get uh, bombarded, maybe, for lack of a better word? What I've noticed uh, through the years is that our pastors, our spiritual leaders, our teachers, they're constantly under the gun and being criticized. And that just don't make sense to me, that we would criticize those that are leading us. But it's uh, maybe our natural tendency. But whatever it is, uh, it has to stop. And uh, there has to be a moratorium on a critical spirit, especially of our our leaders. Why would we want to tear down the spiritual leaders, you know, that the Lord has put in place? If things need to change, the Lord will change the leadership. He said he would do that. Jim, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts? Why do you feel that our that our leaders are the subject of the critical spirit? Well, there's a couple of reasons, uh, I believe, that uh, one is that if the enemy can get control of the minds of our leaders as we criticize them and tear them down, they're going to be discouraged and probably bring them to a point where they will not uh, be able to do what the Lord wants them to do in in the leadership roles. If the enemy can discourage the leadership, it will affect the whole body. And what we have to remember is that there's no problem at the leadership of our churches because Christ is the leader, and there's no problem with with the head of of the church. And the, the other reason I see is that, again, it's our natural tendency to criticize. So we have to come above that. And the Lord will clean us up from that if we allow him to. Let me take you back a little bit in the Bible, and maybe you can enlighten us, because you mentioned in your book that even Moses' criticizers thought they were doing God a service. They thought they were actually helping him out. In the biblical account of the criticizers of Moses, uh, one group was Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and they were heavily criticizing Moses so much that they got the uh, large portion of the congregation to follow them. And uh, Moses said that if he was doing this on his own and it was not God's will, 
what they were criticizing him about, that uh, Cora Dathan and Abiram would suffer natural death. But if they were killed with something new that the Lord was going to bring about, then they would know that Moses was doing what God wanted him to do. And lo and behold, uh, they stood at the doors of their tents, and the Lord opened up the earth with the first earthquake and swallowed them up. And uh, not only them, but their families, their children, also suffered uh, the same penalty for the sins of the of the father. But what I found amazing in this story was the next day, the congregation turned out and accused Moses of killing righteous people, these righteous men. And the Lord brought a plague about that killed 14,700 of those that were disputing with Moses. And Aaron had to go in between, stand in between the living and the dead before the Lord stopped the plague. So, you know, we just have to be very careful how we, what we say about our leaders. We should be praying Amen. for them. They're not perfect, but neither are we. You bring up a good point, Jim. You were talking about how when just a few were basically doing the critical spirit thing, it seemed like the whole camp begin to. And I think I think of ourselves, I think of our own situations in, in life today. It just takes one person and then that can affect another person and then it is so um inoculating to the to the entire congregation or whatever that may be. And so we really do have to be careful. Just one comment can affect the group that's around us. There's no doubt about that and I've seen that. I've experienced that that one person can uh, start out like a, a bud, but before it's over with, it's in full bloom. And, uh, you know, everybody is just at, at wit's end as to what to do and what right. to say and how to say it. And you're walking like on eggshells around the family, your own family. And uh, when I say family, I not only mean our personal families, but our church families that we you know we just uh, are constantly struggling and trying to keep a, a good spirit. But in reality, part of the church family is tearing it down and, and the other part is trying to build it up. But Jim, you mentioned one of my very favorite subjects, something I'm very passionate about, and you talked about praying instead, praying for our leaders. Let's talk about that. You know, we had an experience, and you just triggered my mind to it, that we had a, a speaker come in one year, and he, he would come once a year. And, uh, and our church was practically falling apart. And the following year, he came, and he couldn't believe it. We were not only in harmony and, and working together, but he see new people uh, coming in. And he said, what, what happened? I said, well, instead of criticizing each other, we started praying for each other. Amen. And the Lord just transformed our church within that short period of time. And, you know, I praise God for that. Jim, I want to, if I can, I want to quote you, because I think this is worthy of our um, attention for our listeners. You say that if we are sincerely praying for them, speaking of our leaders, we will not be looking for their faults, but will be eager to help them and the ministry the Lord has placed in their hands. That's right. Now, there's such power in prayer. 
and we only get a glimpse of it. But we need to be praying more, especially for our leaders, for ourselves, uh, for the church family, uh, for the community. And, you know, it makes a, a difference in how you look at people. If you're yes, praying for somebody, you aren't going to be talking about them behind their back. If you have the love of Christ in, in your heart, you're not going to be criticizing. You're not going to be gossiping. And, and that's the condition the Lord wants to bring us into. Amen. You know, we talk about, uh, and I've heard this word, to accountability. We want to bring our leaders into accountability. And, uh, and I look at it, I've got enough to bring myself into accountability. <laughs> Amen. But I don't have time to look at somebody else. You know, Jim, I've often heard people say, we don't like our pastor. We want a new mm. pastor. You know, and... And I have often heard people, thank goodness, say, well, instead of complaining about your pastor, let's try praying for him. Amen. And so if you don't like the pastor you have, try praying for him, and you'll get a new pastor because you will see his life be empowered That's and victorious right. when you are praying for your pastor. Yes. You know, we all have weak areas, including the pastors. Uh, they have areas that they're weak in, and instead of... Uh, uh, downplaying that, pray for him and, and try to encourage him and try to help him uh, where he is weak. And and the Lord will bring that all about. But the whole yeah. change comes through the power of prayer. And, you know, the Lord just wants to do so much, and he's going to do it. And, you know, we have the privilege of working with him and for him. If we don't, somebody else will. He will uh, give our position to somebody else as far as uh, within the, in the church structure. Amen. Jim, we have quickly ran out of time on today's episode of Critically Speaking, but I want to close with Hebrews 12.2. We are reminded that we should be keeping our focus on Jesus because he truly is the author and the finisher of our faith. The work's not ours. It's his. And uh, I'm thankful that uh, my husband used to work under leadership of a conference president that said, you're not doing the Lord's work. You can't do the Lord's work. It is the Lord's work. And so I'm thankful that we can trust in Jesus and keep our eyes on Jesus for gaining victory over a critical spirit. Thank you for joining us on Critically Speaking, and have a very blessed day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org.